0: Do you struggle with mental health or know someone who does? Join Gabrielle and Cherise as they discuss all things mental health. Each episode will be packed with information on coping, healing, and living a well-balanced life. We hope you join us in session. Everybody. This is Gabrielle and Sharice with In Session Podcast. We are back for another conversation and I cannot wait. Charisse, what are we talking about today?
1: Today we are talking about divorce. We Ooh. love talking about relationships yeah. and I think a common thing with divorce is knowing when to walk away or when mm-hmm. is the appropriate time to get a divorce. So let's start there. What do yeah. you think about that?
0: So I think this is a really broad topic because you have like divorce for people who may consider like themselves in traditional marriages and then you may have people who are in long term relationships and so they've dated someone for a long time and maybe they've solidified their life to some degree and typically in my experience people start to have problems and those problems persist for a while. And then at some point for somebody, they just aren't able to keep faking the phone, you know? And I think it's not necessarily that the love gets lost, but it's like, I just can't keep living like this. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and I do think, I love that you mentioned love is not always lost. I think love is always there for that person. But at some point, I think one person typically leaves emotionally. And so they're recognizing maybe when it's not healthy for them or when, like you said, they're kind of checked out. And so the the mental part of the relationship starts to go downward and maybe there's not a lot of connection Mm. and then it starts to maybe show in outward behaviors and that's when problems seem to come up and it's like we're always in conflict or we can never get along and I see that in couples therapy where people come in and it's like we're never on the same page yeah and it feels like there's such a disconnect and so what do you think about the emotional Mm. aspect of when that happens first
0: You know, I like that you said there's an outward behavior that changes because a lot of times it's our behavior that will tell on us before our words do, you know? (laughs) So before someone says like, hey, I want a divorce, their behavior will start Mm -hmm. to maybe they're withdrawing from the relationship. They, you know, aren't as enthusiastic about date nights or they're like, oh, we can skip it all together or they're not doing these little small things they used to do. And so what I see a ton is that people are afraid maybe of what lies on the other side of that decision. And so it's kind of like this catch-22, I'm not happy here, but I'm also really afraid of what it would take to get happy.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think when people think, what – can that look like if I'm not in this relationship? Yeah. There's a lot of fear there because it's starting over. Oh yeah. And so that mental block of getting past, I have built this relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's longevity there. And what would that look like if I started over yeah. and I lost this part? Because when you, you're in a relationship, I do think that you lose a part of yourself when mm-hmm. it's over because yeah. you've invested time, you've invested energy, you've grown with the person, but at some point, you know, sometimes it feels like you haven't grown in the same direction as that yeah. person. I think that's where that mental shift starts to happen and then be behaviorally it feels like we're not on that same page and so you're right maybe date nights become they're less enthusiastic or maybe we're just not as connected and so the partners start to see like things are not right here Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right when really emotionally it hasn't felt that connection in a while and
0: I think there's this thing that happens where it's like the relationship grace sort of runs out yeah because nobody's perfect However, I think when you're in love or you're committed and you want to be there, there is a level of grace that you can give your partner. So even if they're getting on your nerves or even if, you know, something is happening that you don't like, you're more apt to want to work on it as opposed to out the door. But once you get to that place where you're emotionally withdrawn and you're contemplating leaving, divorcing, whatever – that grace is almost non-existent mm-hmm. and like they could breathe the wrong way and they're like nope that's it I'm exactly. done because the grace is just not there to cover anymore mm-hmm. what was keeping them in that relationship
1: that's such a good point and when we talk about like leaving emotionally first I think also it takes a toll on the person because mm-hmm. they're thinking about how much more grace do I have yeah. or can I be happier on the other side and so it's also thinking about the relationship but thinking about self and that can be really hard to balance those mm-hmm. two and so mental health wise when people are in that space I think they can start to deteriorate mm-hmm. and feel like what happened or what went wrong. So kind of like scanning through everything in the relationship that they think could improve or could not improve. And that's when they maybe come to therapy or they start talking about different options for their life.
0: Yeah. Something that you said that I think is important is this mental scanning that sort of happens because they will go back and forth for a while of like, these are reasons why I should not do this. And sometimes it's financial or it's kids or it's we've been together for so long or something like that. Or what will my parents think? What will our friends say? Or our friend groups are so enmeshed, like, am I going to lose my friend support? So they start to just scan through these things and it makes it harder sometimes to leave, even if they know that's the right call, you know? What do you feel is important when someone is trying to make this decision? What what requires that?
1: I think you have to recognize like what is the best for you, and okay. oftentimes, like I mentioned before, it's this growing. I think life is always a growth process. For sure. And with relationships, you always have to take your partner's growth and your growth into consideration because you want to be growing together. You want to be growing individually, but those individual places you want to be in the same place as your partner. For sure. So, for yeah. example. I think we gave this before, like if one person is growing in their career and they have all these opportunities and maybe their partner is stagnant, Mm -hmm. it's they're questioning like, is this relationship for me or is this person gonna be able to accept, you know, this lifestyle or if they're not meeting certain goals, what is that gonna look like for me? And that's okay if you ask yourself those questions and it's not for you. I think the hardest thing is to recognize that and have awareness over that because like we said, when you think about leaving or when you think about your life outside of that, it is that starting over process and then that can be lonely. And so I hear a lot of times, people will say you know what about if I'm going to be lonely so mm. I think you have to realize what is best for you and if you yeah. the growth of the relationship if it's where you feel like it should be great but if not let's reconsider some things can we get to that place maybe but if not then what are we going to do sure. there's no sense in being unhappy absolutely with something and forcing yourself to stay in something just because of fear I think yeah. that's a hard pill to swallow of course and you have to be really clear on what your values are in
0: terms of like what you're looking for in a relationship or a partnership and what your particular why or your motivation is. Everybody is different, you know? There are some people who are really committed to you know bringing up kids in a two parent household and their entire aim is like I want to have a healthy whatever for the kids. Yeah. They may not care about passion or romance or certain feelings, right? And then there's other people who they really prioritize I need to fill it. I need to fill the romance, I need all the love and all the things. And neither of those options is bad. You just have to make sure you pick the one that works for you. Right. And so I would say if you're in a space and you're assessing your relationship, are are you living to your values? Does the relationship meet or mirror those values because if i value respect and partnership if i'm not getting that it's going to be really hard for me to be satisfied you know and so i know for me if I lose respect for a person, it's almost next to impossible for me to remain in you know contact with them. And yeah. so in my own marriage, if there was ever a point where the respect I have for my partner was compromised, you know, it would be best that we separate at that point. Cause that for me is really important. You know,
1: I love that awareness of self. So Gabrielle has an awareness that this is the point at which I know that I need to walk away because sure. if I did not Oh my goodness, like, what would that be like? It wouldn't yeah. be healthy for anybody. And sometimes I hear people say, well, what will their life look like if I leave? You know, they're yeah. going to be not well off or they're not going to be in a better space. Well, sometimes you have to consider what's best for you. And I always tell my clients this, but sometimes it's about self preservation, and that oh, yeah. sounds really selfish. But at the end of the day, like I said, if you're really unhappy or if the respect is lost, imagine what that's going to be like. And when you take kids into consideration, mm-hmm. it's a lot of times like we respect a two parent household and we want to be yeah. in a two parent household. But what are the kids seeing? Absolutely. Are they seeing a loveless marriage? Are they seeing conflict all the time? Like, yeah. is that really best for them? And I know that your value is wanting two parents in the household, but you also have to consider consider what is the harm or what is the help that's going on in that family system. So I think considering your values and then also recognizing that values can change. Of course. So if, you know, Gabrielle has a value and, you know, starting on the relationship and it's respected and it's great. And then it starts to change. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she expects her partner to accept her new value. Yeah. Or if she, if they partner can't accept that new value, then what there could be absolutely maybe a dissolution of the marriage or the relationship. And that's okay too. Yes.
0: You know, mm-hmm. p- people probably get mad at me in certain <laughs> spaces because I, I think people would assume that Just because of my life outside of therapy that I would have really traditional views about certain things. But I do not really believe in this marriage is forever and like you have to always stay no matter what. That's not my mentality. I think we can go in wanting to be with someone for the rest of our life. But I really can't promise anybody forever because that's not mine to give, you know. And so the best thing that I can do is say, hey... Why I'm here in this relationship, I'm going to give you my best. Mm -hmm. And when I'm no longer able to do that, we need to have another conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we want to think, well, I can pick the right person or I can be the right partner. And then... Everything's gonna be fine, right. and that's not how it works. Because life happens mm-hmm. and things change, mm-hmm. and we never know who we're gonna be a decade from now. As much as we would like to, I promise it's impossible to tell.
1: And I haven't been married that long, but I will say I love what you. Said we're gonna have a conversation. Marriage is uh, always a conversation. Yeah, and that's hard for me because I like to make decisions <laughs> by myself. Okay, but if you don't have a conversation, yeah. what happens is you do start to check out mentally. I think, and the person it's unfair to them because they have no idea what's going on. So yeah. if your values change, or even just like if a goal change and you're working on it by yourself, and you're like, oh, it's fine, like, they don't need to know, well, the the partner is like, well, what's going on, like, you've changed, right, the behavior starts to show, the yeah. behavior starts to tell on you, and then that's where that disconnect starts to happen, so I think being really honest about what's going on for you individually in a relationship is important, and when things are not, I guess, you know, vibe in the way that you want it to, have yeah. the conversation, have the tough conversation, and, you know, trust your partner enough that, you know, hopefully they'll be able to meet your energy yeah. and have a healthy conversation yes. with you.
0: Absolutely. Something I really love with relationships is, you know, kind of striving to be a healthy individual prior yeah. to getting into a twosome or whatever of any kind yeah. because there are just some things that are really hard to imitate in a couple system if you have not mastered it on an individual level you right. know what I mean mm-hmm. and so something that I see a lot of times when people get frazzled in marriages or relationships is that they're seeing things in the relationship that aren't working when honestly if we had to addressed it like on an individual level it may not be so big because marriage is very much a magnifying glass if I don't <laughs> conquer it now as a me then it's likely going to show up when we get a we and so so much of my work with couples is trying to invite them to have a conversation without getting defensive and I think sometimes we as people do things for so long this is who I am this has always worked for me it's gotten me really good results in the past and that could be true but it may not work in marriage
1: you know And, you know, you might not even know you have certain things until you get into a relationship. Yeah. I give you guys the example all the time. Like, I'm highly anxious, and I didn't really know the extent of it until being in a relationship with a person who's like cool it's a cucumber all the time. <laughs> and so, you know, even if you don't know exactly, you know, what's going on for you that's not operating well in the relationship, going to therapy, talking about it, sure. having conversations, and not being on the defense. It's mm-hmm. so easy to be on the defense, yeah. because I, especially when it's a rom- romantic relationship, because you don't want that person to see – like, a negative side of you or have a negative view. And I'm not saying that they will, but they do deserve to understand how you're operating because they're in that system, too, and how you're operating affects how they're operating. And if we're not operating to the best of our our ability, I don't think they're able to either, and that's not fair to them.
0: Absolutely. And something that you really said is it's kind of all about figuring out who you are and then who the person is and how can we make this work? Because at the end of the day, I, I kind of believe you can marry almost anybody, but unless you marry someone who you both are committed equally to making it work, it really won't matter because in marriage, you can't be stubborn in marriage. You can't, you know, you can't you can try to be, but it's not going to work <laughs> out. You know what I mean? You have to learn how to give a little bit. And so I think sometimes we emphasize maybe a checklist of people that they should have like to get married or to date, Mm -hmm. not realizing that the checklist is squat. If we don't know how to have a conversation or we don't know how to compromise and all these things. And sometimes we start off in relationships with really great intentions and then they don't work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we have podcasts like this and it's like, Gabrielle, I started it off really well. I thought we were going to last forever, but it's looking like we're not Mm -hmm. accepting that the failure of something can be really tough. What do you Mm -hmm. think about that?
1: Well, I like how you said earlier you know you can't promise someone forever like you can, yeah. tr- you can like trust yourself to be that best version of yourself and give yourself like wholly to a, to a person but you can't always promise a certain yeah. outcome and so I think mm-hmm. going into a relationship with realistic expectations of I can show up as my best self and I'm always going to be working on my best self but if it doesn't work out what are my options or like what can I do and I do think as a society we've kind of taking the stigma out of divorce Mm -hmm. and so I don't think it's such a huge deal of course as it was before and so I think people are more open to that but the opposite side of that is sometimes it's like throwing out divorce like oh like threatening it in a way and so I think there's a balance of knowing what is best for you and when to leave but also knowing like when you can work on issues and being in the best place to do that
0: yeah because having a healthy marriage isn't contingent upon we agree on everything, mm-hmm. we don't have anything that ever ruffles our feathers. Yeah. That's really not a, a healthy relationship because you want to have a little bit of spice to be fair. You mm-hmm. want to be like, okay, I like blue, you like red a little bit, okay? Let's razzle <laughs> dazzle. You know, you have to have some spontaneity and and that yeah. kind of is created by difference in sometimes. So You want to be able to resolve issues in a way that is healthy and that's conducive for you guys. It's not about there being an absence of problems, you know. And so even like with couples work, we don't come in here and say, oh, yeah, you're going to come to therapy and you're never going to disagree again. That'd be ridiculous. But our hope is that through couples therapy, they can learn how to disagree better. Mm -hmm. They can learn how to solve it better, you know, and that's the whole goal. And so if you come to a space and you're having to sit with, you know what? Yeah, this doesn't work anymore. A lot of it is maybe redefining how you look at it because yes, maybe that relationship failed, but that doesn't mean you're a failure or that they're a failure. It just means this no longer works, right? you buy a computer. Sometimes it works for a good bit of time. At some point it may malfunction. Doesn't mean that that brand is terrible but perhaps it's just a defective device at this point, you know? Yeah,
1: and in therapy, like when we're looking at why it no longer works, like I think clients can also have that defensiveness because it's like, Mm -hmm. it's my fault or I'm to blame. But I love clients who come to therapy to learn their patterns so that they don't perpetuate that same thing into a new relationship. Yeah. And so a lot of times like clients will say like that was such a failure. Like if I could go back and do it again like I would do this, this, and this different. Kind of scrutinizing every decision but Really, it's a learning moment. Like, of course, of course you know, things are going to happen in relationships. It's not always going to be perfect, it's, it's not going to work itself out all the time. But if you tried your best and you showed up yeah. in your most wholesome way in the relationship and it didn't work out, then you can, like, be reassured in yourself knowing that I. Tried and I like love this person. I still love this person. It's a grieving process, but it wasn't right for me, and I can feel okay with the decision to walk away.
0: Absolutely, because it's very much a growth process, just like a relationship is, you know. And so, you grow as a person. Mm -hmm. You could enter into a relationship and you could have given your best at that time, and maybe your best now looks a little bit different. That doesn't mean you did something bad back then, it's just that you were operating with the tools and the skill set that you had previously you know I know a lot more now than I did 10 20 years ago you know and I have to respect myself enough to say you know what I wasn't bad back then I just know more now and that's the whole life goal and sometimes there are people who are fortunate to get in a relationship and they do grow with their partners and they get to I guess have that evolution together and then other times for one reason or another it doesn't work Mm -hmm. and both are okay
1: I love that, though, of, like, the evolution together because sometimes you don't know yourself. Like, realistically, clients come in all the time, and they're not whole. I mean, that's one part why they're in therapy. And so with couples therapy, you could have two partners Mm -hmm. who don't know themselves all the way, but they're growing together, and that worked out fine. But then you do have the examples where, you know, that did happen, and they're learning themselves, and they're growing apart from each Mm -hmm. other. Not even just with couples, but just in – with clients individually and people in their lives like the more that you grow the more you learn about yourself and the more that you learn your values and what's important Mm -hmm. to you and sometimes that does not align up with the people that you originally met before you develop those values and so I want to just let you guys know that it's okay if things change for you and if you no longer recognize that this is the place that you want to be in I think therapy is a great way to come in and talk about steps to take to help you heal through that process while you are simultaneously like walking away from it absolutely
0: and you want to make sure that you heal completely. And that doesn't mean to say that you can never get into another relationship or something like that. But when I say heal completely, don't give up on yourself just because you li- you leave a relationship. And don't think, oh, well, I got the divorce, so that should be it. There's still some work that you're going to have to do on an individual level. So make healing something that you do continuously and really actively maintain it. You know, I remember um, getting out of a relationship and just the mental toll that that took. When I finally rediscovered myself and I got, like, just peace of mind back. Because, like, my mind was so tattered. When I finally got calm in my mind again, I vowed to myself, I'm not going to lose that again. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't care who I date, what I do. I'm never going to be so disturbed and distressed that my mental sanity is compromised. And so I work daily to make sure I'm I'm maintaining that. Mm -hmm. And so even with me getting married and making a choice, it looks like me assessing that relationship. And if my mental stability ever becomes compromised... I have to honor the vow I made to myself. And I think sometimes as people, when you get into relationships, it's okay to love a person, but you need to love you too. And if always loving that person means hurting you, that may not be a good relationship.
1: Such a good example because she learned from that relationship. And one thing that I see that's concerning sometimes with clients is that that emotional pain is there when a relationship ends, whether you choose to end it or someone else chooses to end it. But then we want to avoid it. Mm -hmm. And the one way to avoid it is to jump right into a new relationship. And so I will say if you're considering divorce or Mm -hmm. even if you're newly divorced, take some time to heal yeah take some time to figure out what that relationship meant to you that person if they're still around you know it could feel hurtful that you know you don't have access to that person like you once yeah. did and that's also like losing access to yourself because maybe they were your emotional support person yeah. maybe they comforted you in a certain way they met your needs and now you have to learn how to do that again for yourself Absolutely. not that you can't it's gonna be difficult you've probably done it before the relationship or maybe you were working on it and so you have to work on that again but definitely I challenge you guys to sit with yourself and understand what happened what's going on on for you and how you can be the best version of yourself for a next relationship. Yeah.
0: And I would say in terms of maybe trying to decide what path or route is good for you, you know, it's really okay to be like, yes, look at yourself, but also look at your partner because I don't know about you, but I really would not want to be married to someone who's miserable or, or who's not happy, you know you know what I mean? And so as much as we love each other and we have a life and we've got kids, if it were to ever get to a space where we're unhappy and like that's evident and really visible, yeah. I actually love that person enough to say, you know what? I want you to go be happy. And I think we have to not be selfish in our own desires to be able to look maybe at the whole picture Mm -hmm. because sometimes we have this plan in our head. We got married. We're going to stay married forever. And then we don't really look at what's in front of us and say, but this is not working, you know? And so I think maybe loving the other person and yourself enough to realize Do we need to throw in that white flag? And, you know, are we better off as friends? Can we figure out how to co parent or, you know, just a a more healthy dynamic for everybody?
1: Yeah. And when you figure that out, like if it comes to like this peaceful resolution, like Mm -hmm. how you're describing, I think it's better off for everyone. So, say, for example, you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Then the kids have two healthy co parents that can communicate and work together to where the kids don't suffer. So, you know, one excuse that people use is like the kids, like Mm -hmm. I want, they didn't, like I didn't, maybe I didn't have a dad or maybe I didn't have a mom. Mm -hmm. And so I want them to have their parent in their life. But then there's a whole bunch of conflict Mm -hmm. and the kid is like, you know, what's going on? They're in chaos. (laughs) And then it gets to a point where I cannot take this anymore. We're divorcing. And the kid is suffering the whole way through before, after, during, and it really is a sad situation. And, you know, it's easy to see that for a kid. But that also is happening to you. Absolutely, You know, outside looking in, it's like, okay, the family, we see the unit and we can see the kids suffering, but the individuals in it too are suffering. And we often don't look at that. We can just say, oh, like easy, like they should just get divorced. Mm. When really, I I understand that suffering, but sometimes you do have to have that self preservation and make sure that you're making the right decision.
0: And you don't have to wait until a relationship ends or is on the brink of ending to take care of yourself. Because I know sometimes when people maybe in relationship or get divorced, they're like, I'm all about me and I'm going to take care of myself. I'm getting in the gym. I'm eating healthy. I wonder, just throwing it out there, what relationships would look like if we took that same investment seriously when we were in a relationship. You know, when you get married or you're in a long-term partnership, one of the ways you can maybe help it sustain and be healthy is that you don't lose sight of yourself. Like, yep, we have date nights and we have time together, but I'm also going to take time for me. Maybe I work out regularly or I don't know if you read the Michelle Obama's book. I did. Okay, so in the book, she talks about how um, her husband, Barack, Mm -hmm. was, like, going to the gym Mm -hmm. after work. And he was prioritizing, like, his body and stuff. And she was at home with the kids. And she was getting miserable. Like, what is going on? Why is he not here? And then she realized, wait, if he can take time for himself and go to the gym, why can't I? And so you don't have to allow a wedge to kind of erect itself in your relationship When you can take care of yourself, it's okay. You, It's really going to help, I promise. It really <laughs> is. And
1: she was honest about it. So yeah. imagine if she wasn't honest with herself and was just like, oh, that's just the way it mm-hmm. is. I'm just going to stay home. Man, think about how miserable she would have been. And I don't know if that would have lasted for, for her. Sure. Maybe she would have been like, I'm done with this. Like I'm tired of this. Like It just feels one-sided when really she could take her perspective and say well what can I do to help better myself or to help meet myself in this situation and it could be as simple as taking time for yourself taking five minutes for yourself oh, yeah. each day doing some self-care going to the gym doing your favorite things do not lose sight of yourself because if you do and the relationship ends what I often see yeah. is that you don't you don't know who you are anymore exactly. and you have to rebuild and you yeah. really do you know who you are it just got the vision got lost somewhere along the way in the relationship and that could be devastating because that's a grieving process too of like like, where is that person? Of course.
0: And I feel like it makes it so much harder to leave a relationship it because does. if I've invested everything to the point where I've lost myself in some capacity, when I'm confronted with the reality that this is over, I'm panicking literally because it's like it's not just this person is leaving, but my life is now gone. What I knew is gone. And I, to me, I feel like the deficit to try to build back is just so much harder, you yeah. know? And I think as someone who's had to go through that process before, it almost feels insurmountable and i think that contributes to that mental health Mm -hmm. cycle because we talk about like we can see depression and anxiety and maybe some ptsd symptoms Mm -hmm. depending on why it ended and so our mental health now gets compromised and for some people that's enough to say you know what i'd rather just stay and so don't do that if you're listening to this
1: yeah what are some ways that you think people can honor themselves in relationships but also honor their partner
0: You know, if you're in the relationship, a key component is making sure you always take care of yourself. Because if you're a well taken care of person, there's a high probability you can take care of your partner just as well. And so make yourself a priority and then stay having constant conversations because life changes, seasons change. Don't just wait for like an anniversary to roll around and like, oh, I'm going to celebrate my partner. Check in frequently, you know, like, how are you doing? What do you need? Because that could change. Mm -hmm. Just because when y'all got married, they liked a certain thing that doesn't. 100% guarantee it's going to stay the same thing five years in, you know, so honoring yourself means always making yourself a priority. And then for your partner, if you're in a relationship, checking in where they are and what they need and not just assuming that, well, they're going to take whatever I give or this is how it's always been. Try to stay innovative because relationships do require work, but it's work that can be enjoyable if you want it to be.
1: That part. I think it is enjoyable, but where people miss that is that they assume stuff about their partner or, you know, they aren't checking in with their partner or checking in of what they need. And so it's like, I'm doing my best in this relationship, but it feels like it's not enough. I hear that so much, so so much. But if you're just assuming what they need and you're giving it to them, maybe they don't need that. And it can be as simple as, you know, they need to talk and they need advice, but you are just listening and you think that they want you to listen. Well, they want advice, like they want feedback and like doing that over and over again feels like you're taking mental energy to listen to them and it feels like you're putting in the best work that you can, but really that's not what they needed. And so I love having those constant conversations about what we need, even yourself, like understanding what's going on for you at whatever life stage you're in and recognizing I have this need and I want to communicate that to my partner and seeing if they can meet that for you.
0: I love that. And, you know, if you're listening, I hope that some of what we said has been helpful. But the key takeaway, I think, for me is if you're in a relationship and you're contemplating that maybe this does not work, you know, finding ways to not lose respect for yourself or your partner if you in, are in a partnership right now and learning what doing the best looks like right now. Mm-hmm. Because maybe you did the best when you got in the relationship and it's time to be, you know, reevaluate that and make a different okay. choice and learning that that's okay to have to do.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Reassure yourself that if you're, you're no longer in the space where the relationship is working for you, it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to get a divorce. Yeah. My biggest thing would be to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So making sure that if the relationship is ending, you working on what you need to work on so of that course. you can find yourself again heal like Gabrielle was saying maybe go to therapy to talk Mm -hmm. about it so that you don't perpetuate those same cycles into a new relationship because that can cause repeated pain and we don't want that for you and so you know just reassure yourself that it's okay whatever stage you're in constant conversations with your partner and divorce is okay so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and we'll be back for more next time